0: This time on Know Not the Mind Probe, episode number 44 Another Day, Another Doctor. <laughs>
1: Welcome to, no, not the mind room, the snooty mind room. <laughs> well, it's a podcast.
0: I'm just going to do the rest of the show in this one. Wouldn't that be annoying? Everyone. We just, in exciting homeowner news, we just bought uh, faucets. Oh. And uh, the name of the, the, the line of faucets is called Banbury. So we've been referring <laughs> to that as the name of our butler. Banbury, will be a good man and bring around the Rolls Royce
1: if you wouldn't I mind thought you were going to say you. We got a butler an exciting home over we've really made a lot from this podcast
0: we got a butler but then we had him killed we thought we did we had him well for butlers you say we had them put down That's Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> he's gone to a farm upstate
1: um, but if he hadn't, he'd be listening to this. And you know what? A, a butler could be a woman, too. Well, can they? Is, is butler gender specific,
0: actually? I think it's butlerina if it's a woman.
1: <laughs> it's a butlerina, yeah. Yes. Anyway, whoever it is and whatever gender they are and whoever you are and whatever gender you are, this is a podcast where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. Uh, my name is John Banbury Grant, uh, and I am a <laughs> lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it for 36 years.
0: And my name's Porter Mason, and John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 24 years. That, that, this seems all off, but yeah. I finally said we yes. We would
1: recalculate this, we also, did, but that's also it. were you doing a cattle auction there? It's just <laughs> my <laughs> name's Porter Mason, and I've been looking
0: Well, regardless of how many years this has been, but by the way, we are coming up. Oh, we should check this. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary, so we'll have to check on that. Yeah, we are. Um, we are. But yeah. each episode of this podcast, we look at two stories. We go through the uh, 21st century Doctor Who. I should mm-hmm. change the script on this. Uh, and then our Doctor Who curator slash sommelier John pairs that with a with a classic story from the 19th century, <laughs> John, what do we have in store for this episode?
1: Well, folks, if you're a fan of marauding robots and who isn't, just giant robots traipsing through cities, stepping on buildings, then this is the episode mm. for you. Yeah, uh, we are going. We're, we're Catherine Tateless. First of all, I'm gonna pour Tate one is. out and pour something out for Catherine Tate. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not drinking the Probe tonight, by the way. Prob-tini, again on vacation. The probe teenies agent is amazing because wow. it gets a yeah. lot of weeks off. But it's we're finishing up Negroni week. Uh so this is a this is a, a Probe Grony. Huh. Uh, it's, it's quite good. Um, anyway, if you aren't interested, if you came here for the Doctor Who instead of the alcohol, uh, <laughs> and, and what we're watching is the next Doctor, uh, the beginning of the the David Tennant uh, finale uh, sprint of, of specials, the year
0: of specials. This was sort yeah. of uh, like it, it's like when the talk show host announces they're going to re- retire in a year, and then they just keep doing shows yeah. for a long and time. Like
1: here you are, and it's just like oh, all right, fine. Um, yeah, but so yeah, we're, we're we're finishing up the old Tennant. Uh, run here, and um, uh, and then uh, we have paired that with uh, another marauding robot, uh, the Tom Baker debut. The first Tom what Baker story with a little Sarah Jane, a little Harry Sullivan, a little Brigadier. I mean, just all the old favorites coming back around home, uh, for a robot.
0: All right, let's recap these episodes. So, yes. Let's start with our with our newer episode, the next Doctor. This was, like we said, this was a series of specials. This was actually the Christmas special from mm-hmm. 2008. So, look, Barack Obama had just been elected. Uh, other things had happened in 2008. What else right. happened in 2008? That was kind of well, the big one. I
1: mean, we we solved racism. I mean, obviously well, that was once we elected Barack Obama, we solved racism, and then Wait, America just started really improving.
0: We saw I. I think that's right. Did everyone get the memo on that? Because we solved it back then. Yeah, I don't don't
1: understand Hmm. it. I voted for a black person and therefore absolved myself of all other crimes. Oh, okay. It's all
0: racism for you. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Um, That's like... In algebra, and they say solve for x. We solved for John. We we solved for John. Uh, This is the 199th Doctor Who story, kind of a milestone there. And uh, it aired on the 25th of December 2008. As we mentioned, this is uh, this is David Tennant. um, But we didn't have uh, we didn't the companions of sort that we had were this other Doctor figure, the next Doctor. Is his name? (laughs) And then he also had a companion named Rosita. So we kind of had very temporary companions here in in the in the more Rose
1: though Rosita more Rose more Rose can't get a Rose
0: can't get a Rose. Hopefully, look, we got I got about like seven hundred more episodes of these to watch. I hope they just keep (laughs) talking about friggin' Rose forever. That's my hope. Um, All right, well, let's hear a clip. You pulled out a nice little clip here. Let's listen. Let's do it. TARDIS. T-A-R-D-I-S. It stands for Tethered Aerial Release Developed in Style. <laughs> do
1: you see? Well, I do now. I like it. Good TARDIS. Brilliant. Nice one. Is it inflated by gas, yeah? We're adjacent to the Mountain Street Gas Works. I paid them a modest fee. Good work, Jen. Glad to be a service, sir.
0: You've got quite a bit of money. Oh, you get nothing for nothing.
1: How's that rip panel, Jed? All repaired. Should work a treat. Never know, maybe tonight's the night, Doctor.
0: Imagine it. Seeing Christmas from above. Well, not just yet, I think. One day I will ascend. One day soon. You've never actually been up.
1: He dreams of leaving, but never does.
0: I can depart in the
1: TARDIS once London is safe. Finally,
0: when I'm up there. Think of it, John. Time and the space. The perfect escape. Do you ever wonder what you're escaping from? With every moment. And you want me to tell you? Because I think I've worked it out now. How you became the
1: doctor. What do you think?
0: Want to know? Yeah, I, but i do want to know <laughs> uh, you gotta watch the episode i'm trying to spoil things here i don't want to get sued oh you don't okay well i'm about to spoil everything <laughs> right now spoilers spoilers for these two episodes um mm-hmm. so right. yeah. let me recap here here's what happens uh we the the tent doctor david tenon he's freelancing as we said mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. companionless oh, i wandering around He's swiping left and right out here, and he decides to uh, he descends the TARDIS down into London on Christmas Eve, as he often does. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, he's right. often visiting on Christmas. Which is, I, I, it does make sense if you were a time traveler. I'd say, might as well visit on Christmas. Cool stuff happens. And um, he he <laughs> comes to London on Christmas Eve, eighteen fifty one, and he. Uh, I think this is a really one of the best openings to. Uh, in terms of just setting up a little mystery, Mm. this is Mm. a fun little opening to one of the new shows where he lands in the 1800s in London. He sees a guy calling himself the doctor with a companion chasing after... uh, we find out they're called cyber shades, but clearly like it does look like a, a beast of some short sort. I, I feel like the
1: cyber shades are like, sl- it looks like a man in a blanket holding a Cyberman face mask. Uh, they are not the most impressive.
0: <laughs> okay, but <laughs> well, anyway, I like the the, I like the opening in terms of when when we when we go to the theme song and yeah. the opening. I am left feeling like what the what the hell's going on, yeah. and I want to know. Like I want to know what happens. So I think like a, a really interesting beginning, um, because it is this guy who's really and also carrying himself kind of like the doctor, right? Um, so we pretty quickly on after this, and I would say at least up until that point, you're not totally clear exactly what this is, and we've never ha- sort of had this before, but. You think, you know, we're in a Christmas special. I don't know. You think maybe he is somehow interacting with another doctor. It's totally possible it they do happen. some throwaway you, you, doctor. Like, they you do have, this. You, know? you have not experienced multi-doctor stories yet, but they do happen. Okay. Um,
1: so I, mean, I make that sound like a terrible condition. Porter, you have not experienced it yet. <laughs> if but you experience do multi-doctor you need to be prepared stories, for them. <laughs> please talk to your
0: general practitioner. Um, otherwise, TARDIS may not be for you. Yeah. <laughs> so so we do think we're not sure what's going on, but pretty quickly um, the doctor sort of uh, is still confused by this, but is able to see that this man is not the doctor. It's not him uh, from another life, but does seem to be acting with sort of bits and pieces of the mythology of the doctor, uh, but has several of the things he's using to refer to different things. As we just heard in the clip, he's talking about a TARDIS it's actually a hot air balloon. Um, zeppelins and hot air balloons, again, figuring big always into history is replete with zeppelins and hot air balloon mysteries. Yeah. And, you know, he, his sonic screwdriver is not, it's not a sonic screwdriver of any kind. Um, it's not real. So he's not sure what it is. It seems like he's suffering some, <laughs> from some kind of amnesia. We call him the next doctor. And we, uh, Start to see that the Cybermen are involved here, uh, and I, I guess it's sort of you kind of need to know the end to go back through it. But basically, what we find out is that this guy lost his uh, lost his wife and was around some kind of Cybermen. I guess he calls them info stamps or something, yep. but they're mm-hmm. they're around the Cybermen's hard drives essentially. While this flash happens, and he gets memories or, you know, data about the doctor implanted over some of his own memories. And so since that, and he had such a, he essentially is having PTSD from losing his wife. And the combination of this, he believes these things that have have been imprinted on him. He believes he is the doctor. So uh, they, uh, then we find out um, they're trying to find out more about how these cyber state shades and Cybermen what's going on here. Cause you know, the doctor loves to, to fight a cyber, good, good Cyberman here and there. Yeah. yeah. He loves to know what's going on too. So it's just all the things he likes. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on Cybermen. <laughs> yeah. Great loves with the doctors. We find out that, uh, Miss Mercy Hardigan mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, is pulling children, uh, away to work at, a uh, this facility under guard of the cybermen yeah. um and you know john and i love child labor we're big fans yeah. of this so this all it's, seems great it's got a very temple of doom vibe to it like yes. uh, the you know, like the kids is just doing
1: stuff and and then fires and pits and water That's it's, <laughs> it's, it's yes. me summarizing temple of doom you know it's got the fires and the pits and the
0: water yeah. So, uh, wouldn't you know it? The Cybermen betray Mercy Hartigan. I mean, you know, uh, well, she was wearing red, so she's
1: clearly a whore. That's right. So yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. And
0: Desert. they make her, or they make her kind of a proxy for the Cyber King. They make her into they they resurrect the Cyber King figure, or they build it. Yeah, I think they build or they the Cyber it. They make it. Yeah. Um, we, I, I know they got We hadn't seen Cyber Kings
1: before; it's a pretty new concept in Doctor Who. The giant steampunk uh, Cyberman, yeah, pretty that cool. One. That was a new one.
0: For He's us. pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We so you know the Cyber King starts you know mucking around, feeling, <laughs> feeling out, <laughs> working out the kings. Yeah. They rescue yeah. the children. Okay, everybody, settle down. They rescue the children. The children. Everything's fine. fine. Wouldn't it be great if they just killed all the children? If they're like, oh, oh, he fell Didn't on all they the kids. Do that in one of the episodes where they were kind of like. <laughs> By the way, we did kill about a dozen of those children and you were kinda like, Wow, that's dark. What was yeah. it? Was that in one of the school episodes where
1: Yeah, the school exploded. Oh no, they ate children. They ate a couple of children in the school. Oh, yeah, like, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, At yeah. the beginning he eats the child.
0: Yeah. 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 Those are good times. Well, these children, unfortunately, <laughs> not even. Stupid eaten. children live, yeah. Uh we no skin in the game, kids. We use the little Cybermen hard drives that they collected uh to uh sever Miss Hardigan from the Cyber King. She sees what she's done. Mm -hmm. She's not happy. (laughs) And it destroys this. This destroys the Cybermen and, uh, but, uh, you know, sadly, Miss Hardigan. The Cyber King starts to fall down. The doctor throws it into a time vortex. And the doctor and the uh, Jackson, uh, the next doctor, they head off. And they have Christmas dinner. I amongst all this, what as Jackson kind of comes back out of his PTSD and recognizes he's not the doctor, he remembers that hmm. he in the midst of this, he does have a son. And yeah, yeah. part of this saving the kids is getting him back with his son. And there's really nice moments um at the end as he's working this out. And, um, and we heard kind of the entra- entry into this where we start to see that like he's being reunited with the sun and they all have Christmas dinner together at the end. It's a great time. So um, that's that the plot. It's not like a super complicated plot yeah, it's um, pretty straightforward yeah, but it's, it's a amazing. nice I, I think there's nice moments in this john but well, well, what else did i miss around here? um
1: yeah uh, this one this is an interesting one because the title has nothing to do with the episode uh and it, because of course it isn't the next doctor um but it's, <laughs> it's a great
0: feint. it's like a yeah, faint at the but, beginning
1: uh, yeah we knew uh, people knew david Tennant was leaving i think this well, i think matt smith had still not been cast yet uh or we didn't know if he'd been cast yet um I mean, we didn't know anything about Matt Smith. So it's not like we were like looking at Matt Smith being like, all right, what is he going to do here? Uh, we just, no one knew his next story. So, um, yeah. So they announced the name of this title and it's like, Oh, ha Is this, are we going to be, is this the next story? Blah Blah blah. So it's, it's a really weird, in a way it's a really weird title. And they just playing with what the audience knows about what's going on behind the scenes. Um, And we'll see some later stuff they do with this, which is very where it was sort of twists or plot twists that are kind of based on do you actually know what's going on outside of the story, which is is very interesting. Um, uh, You've got um, uh, David Morrissey, uh, who's the plays uh, plays the uh, the next Doctor, plays uh, Jackson Lake. I think he could be a good doctor. He's pretty good, yeah. It's, do you have you seen him? He, uh, it he looks is, very it familiar, is, but I it I is imagine. acted like yeah. It it seems, uh, and I I didn't recognize him before. He was sort of when he was announced as being cast. It was sort of. I feel it, it seems like it was believable that he might actually be the next doctor or something right. like that. So he must have been fairly well known. I'm I'm not particularly. I mean, other than oh, obviously he's in his, The Walking
0: Dead.
1: Yeah, yes. apparently he's in that. But I don't like zombie movies. Um, or shows even. I no it wouldn't be great if I was like I don't like zombie movies. I'll watch zombie television shows, but zombie <laughs> movies, come on. Uh, uh, and of course, obviously, he was a big '90s band leader, right? It was I assume it's the same Morrissey, right? Uh, yes, yeah. he is Morrissey.
0: Yes, <laughs> um, he plays a character yeah. called the Governor in The Walking Dead. So, it, which so I stopped wa- watching Walking Dead about a decade ago. It seems like at this point it's still going on, but um, he was a pretty big character for a couple seasons. Yeah. and did and he, he get eaten by zombies?
1: as a, as as the way of all happens. mortal flesh. Yes. Yeah, in all things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was
0: also in the League of
1: Gentlemen. Some. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, which one is that? Is it the one with them, uh, Sean Connery? No. Oh, no, 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 the, the League the of Gentlemen the sketch, sketch comedy oh, show. Right. Um, no, that was. Yeah, I'm thinking of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which obviously a seminal motion picture. I mean, like up there with Schindler's List.
0: Um, no, the League of Gentlemen is probably how is he the, would have interacted with Mark, Mark Gatiss, Gatiss. Yeah. Uh, noted. And then
1: overwhelmed by the gayness. Would have been like, yes. ah, man, is he gay? <laughs> um still folks still yep, people yep. yeah we I mean perceived. so stop stop asking stop writing and no. asking we'll, we'll update you if we hear anything new no um afraid. yeah he's very good uh he, he it's you know again playing with that idea of the off stage stuff. uh david tennant alone here is very good um obviously has the sort of beginning has to talk to himself for a while which is very funny
0: and it, <laughs> it, right 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 and he's like a little brooding and mm-hmm. i think this will Hold throughout some of the more of these specials, he just keeps being kind of like, ah, "Who am I? Where am I? What am I doing?" And, <laughs> um, Why? Why me? Yeah. Um, get the
1: Cybermen back uh, in in sort of a. Um, uh, uh, so as i was, i, I, I seem to recall having watched it uh <laughs> that um uh uh it was weird that the cybermen were the alternate universe cybermen right they aren't our doctor who cybermen that we know they're the other universe of cybermen which which keep getting brought you know because remember they brought them in the parallel universe then they came over to invade with the Dal- uh, when the daleks came and then rose disappeared uh and then they all got sucked back through the void but they're still around because they have the costumes still (laughs) and they make new ones. I don't think, Um, but they look like the parallel world Cybermen. And so they do go through, I I did notice they did go through some contortions to try to explain uh, uh, that they are, I think still the parallel universe one, but then it's like, but if you're the parallel universe ones, how do you know the doctor, unless the doctor also exists in the parallel universe? This is the kind of thing that keeps doctor who fans up (laughs) at night. Like Mike hasn't slept for two weeks because I've just been pacing. like back It's, just it's always funny. What is
0: happening? <clears throat> it's always funny. Which of these things, as we've mentioned before, that it feels yeah. like these are the threads that are worth pulling on the sweaters. Whereas yeah. other things are like, Oh yeah, that's just hand waved away. Don't worry about that. And it's like, <laughs> but now I'm really going to focus on whether these Cybermen are here or there. That like, is
1: fandom. That is fandom. Yeah. Uh What's huge. Now what's obviously massive about this story. Uh, I mean, just just earth shattering Uh, is this is the first story of the the new uh, the 21st century who to show the past doctors, right? They show the info stamp and it's got a little like, uh, you know, three second clips or whatever of of Hartnell through um, through Eccleston. Uh, but this is the first They'd time we've that. actually screen, uh, seen on screen the past doctors, and this is the first time they've been explicitly connected to this series. And as, I
0: think I talked about meaning up Actors, until it, that point, it was it was theoretically possible that this was a separate universe. Yeah,
1: they could have been just like, hey, you know what? Yeah, it's just a, it's a reboot, uh, and we're taking the same ideas, but yeah, the history is hmm. different, right? They they they. I, he does, I think say he's the ninth doctor or whatever. Um, but yeah, they generally don't, uh, it, it was, it was, there were ways out of it. He did, um, uh, g-
0: uh, uh eccleston did refer to
1: himself as the ninth doctor at some I point. i think so are uh, the number of times he's regenerated or something oh, or, okay. or or, or, or tenant has said something um but yeah uh, this was the first time it was explicitly connected uh so dr who fans obviously went nuts i mean people burning cars like flipping over cars <laughs> right right Similar so to like
0: if, you're, if your nba team wins the championship <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're just like you just have so much energy you don't know what to
1: do yeah you, exactly. you're very excited and obviously christmas you're you're hopped up on plum pudding or whatever it is um you're going crazy um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is, you're right. It's just, it's a fluffy story. There's not a lot going on. It's a Christmas story. There's not a lot going on. It is, it is, uh, a pretty straightforward plot. Um, uh, you know, the joke about the TARDIS being a hot air balloon is, it's great. <laughs> You've got that. Um, it does, uh, I feel like at some point this is written, they, they tried to retcon an explanation for this. It was, it has been mentioned a couple of times. Like, so, so how come we have not read a lot? This is Victorian London. This is not caveman days. Um, how come we haven't read a lot about the time the giant Cybermen's rampage through London?
0: <laughs> well, right. So that's what I'm saying when you're talking about like, well, which dementia are these technically? And it's like, well, how about that? How about just the fact that like, we've gone to several moments in history. And here's what I could write this off to that you see these fanciful crazy things um in drawings from medieval times are like oh these kooks, who knows what they they drew <laughs> you know they drew a unicorn in here okay and then you know maybe this giant robot attacking london happened but we read it as like oh someone had a vision and they <laughs> they wrote this down well, um, you did, you you know. did, um uh... There is an interesting
1: conceit that I think is more than just Doctor Who, although it starts – we start to uh, – there's a lot that goes on in later um, uh, Doctor Who's uh, 2. There is this sort of interesting conceit around literature and movies and other things, which is like Victorian London was just weird. Right, it's like just crazy <laughs> things happen in Victorian London, and like right. yeah, like you know, uh, 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 who, who 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 piloted the Nautilus and the Jules? Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo was just hanging around, driving submarines around, and and you know, and there were lizard people <laughs> in the streets, and like you know, and Sherlock Holmes was solving random cases. Like it was just Victorian London. They're just like Victorian was just crazy. Like it's it, maybe maybe it was like the sixties. Uh, right, people in right. like the 20s like remember victorian london man that was nuts <laughs> 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 but there is just conceited like yeah 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 crazy stuff happened then and you just you just learn to live with it everybody it's cool so yeah yeah remember uh, there was a robot it wasn't that big a deal we've had one or two robots rampaging to the city
0: why well, i i liked this uh special i i was mentioning i think to i forget if we talked about this on the podcast but by the end of the the series of the david tennant series episodes I just felt like really bogged down in in it. As much as I really liked David Tennant, and and really particularly liked, um, I liked both. I, I liked all the companions, but um, mm-hmm. but I really liked Donna. But it just felt like as we kept going on, it was like it was it was ending and ending and ending for so long. That's what mm-hmm. it felt mm-hmm. like. And so by the time we got to the end of it, I was like, "Well, I'm sorry to see Donna go, but I'm happy we're just um." with that finale episode where they just threw this kitchen sink in of like hey bring every-, it like you mentioned kind of like being like the seinfeld finale like hey let's bring everybody back on say <laughs> goodbye hey, hey, and hey. now we're gonna close the book everybody everybody go yeah. to sleep now we're going you know we're done with that story i liked seeing a story free of the bat that baggage so yeah. i liked that feel of just like what's this about this doesn't have to tie to anything else just doesn't have to tie to Rose, doesn't have to have to do with Donna, and so I enjoyed that. Just the the weight of it, it being a little lighter, not so much as a story, it's actually very like what this guy's going through is really serious. And that's why I said I feel like there's really nice moments of him talking about losing his yeah. wife and um getting his mind back and and all that, but light in the sense of not heavy with plot, like heavy, heavy sorry, heavy with um plot backstory. from all the past episodes. Yeah. yeah for yeah. with canon like and a, stuff like that. It's
1: like a it's like we've had the main course. Now here's a, a palate cleansing sorbet uh, so before I, we
0: get to the finale. I um, liked yeah. it. Yeah. Um, um, I, um I also I wanted to call out that... um uh Rosita an actress named Valil Shabala who oh, yeah, she's I don't great. Think was in a lot us but a lot else but I'm gonna put Rosita on my list of like mm. yeah she could have been a companion. Like she was yeah, fun. I, I kind good. of liked her um her tone and stuff like that. I thought, I thought she could have been a cool companion for real. It's a good I do. I
1: do think the, um, uh, the child who ends up playing, uh, uh, Jackson Lake's, uh, son is just over the top. Like, <laughs> kind of just like, like, uh, like the, uh, have you been watching Schmigadoon? The, the kid, with I haven't the lisp. Watched it, uh, no. there's a, there's a kid, you know, it's this parody of musicals and there's a kid who's got a lisp, uh, or a cleft palate. and he talks, um, I guess he's a lisp, uh, maybe both. Uh, but he, he delivers all the news in the town. Anytime something happens, he runs in and, and announces whatever it is. And it's just like, ah, oh, it's just a, the same adorably ridiculously adorable child. Uh, I was like, oh, of course. And then of course the kid's stuck on the thing. And the doctor has to swing on a rope to rescue him, man, man, I'm, I'm jaded. like, I'm going to have <laughs> a stupid kid. Ah,
0: uh, hey, I wanted to ask, why don't we then... leave kids to burn? What? I don't understand. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> notably childless john grant um <laughs> yeah. now, what i wanted to ask do you think um a very different situation here but the way they just threw rosita in here um i'm thinking of basically like the last christmas special was donna and then mm. there and it was as i think you said at the time was meant to just be a special but then they were like that was great let's have her back on do you think they sort of treated some of these specials on like, let's try some things out. Maybe we'll keep this if we like it. Um,
1: I mean, I think it's always uh, obviously
0: e- it didn't happen with her, but
1: even historically there, there, uh, uh yeah, Jamie, um, uh, the second Doctor's the Scottish companion. Scottish uh, his first episode, uh, they actually filmed two endings, uh, and, uh, one with he stayed and one where he went and they were like, cause they liked him and they were like, ah, oh, let's see what works. Um, uh a few other companions i think they've done that a canine notoriously a canine had two endings uh, of his yeah. debut episode uh so yeah um uh yeah i do feel like it is um actually i think i saw i was just reading something because of course folks i'm when i'm not podcasting i'm in libraries uh reading rooms just researching Mm -hmm. uh i recently just saw something where they said um, them actually um russell T davies has said that if he had been on set when they were filming the martha or when they were filming um uh freema argument uh as the working in torchwood at the end of the uh uh, the second you know the 2 party with rose and she die, her character dies but they would have he would have rewritten it so that she survived somehow so that she just joined the TARDIS. But instead they have to come up with, Oh, it's my identical cousin. Cause we all have an identical cousin. That's how DNA works. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think it is. I mean, I think they're, they are trying to be somewhat flexible or they are flexible. They're like, yeah, this person's good. Like we'll, we'll figure out some way to, shoehorn him onto the show
0: well let me recap uh, before we go into the classic episodes here's the current ranking of companions who should have mm. been mm. Mm. uh at, at number eight we have the possibly gay boy from idiot's lantern Gotham. who I, re- I refuse to find out what his character's <laughs> name was and i just want to call him the possibly yeah. gay boy. possibly gay boy uh, professor rumford from the stones of blood oh yes i love her organon from the creature from the pit Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. rubish from time warrior oh yeah I'm going to throw in Rosita here at number four. Rosita yeah, okay. from The Next Doctor. Mm-hmm. And then beaten out by Mrs. Moore from Rise of the Cybermen, yeah, an, yeah, an yeah. elder campaign, I think. So it'll be great. Uh, I This is my ranking, not John's, by the way, yeah. TM, my ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Herbert or HG Wells from Time yeah. Lash. Right, I think. Yeah, yeah, Young HG yeah. Wells. Yeah. And then uh, still in the lead, hard to be topped, Ray from Delta hmm. and the Bannerman. He's He's Got ionized. ionized. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, think of all the episodes and think of all the yeah. things that could have been ionized. Yeah, there
1: would have been yeah. a lot of ionizations. Um, <laughs> uh, interesting. So, we, I, I agree with all those it's great ones. We seem to really like uh, adorable
0: old people. There are a lot yeah, of ador- have they're adorable, yeah. Organized,
1: Rubish, Rumford. There's a lot of it. And Mrs., Mrs. What's Her Name from. Well, that's uh, why, look, like I think.
0: People. John, you're yes, you don't have a child. I think you shouldn't adopt an old person. (laughs) You should adopt like a 90 year old.
1: I mean, yeah, that seems like it, this makes sense to me. I mean, like the Sophia um, type, you know. I don't, (laughs) I don't want them, I don't, I don't like old people either, uh, because they vote and they vote terribly. I,
0: boy, I don't like young people or old people, man. Who do you like? Doctors, Doctor Who. Yeah, my, that thought's gonna fester. Boy, I don't think I like anyone. (laughs) <laughs> All right, you chew on that. I'm gonna move on to the classic story. Uh yeah, don't yes. put me the, in a good mood. The classic I like story. this story. <laughs> uh, I, old people. I like this. We watched uh robot, which by the way starts to fill in some this is gonna start to happen more and more for me. This fills in a puzzle piece for me because I'd seen yeah. uh the I, I I'd seen <laughs> the the end of the last sector and I've seen Ark in Space, which is right after this. So this fills yep. in a gap right here. This is Robot. It was the first story from season twelve of Doctor Who. Uh, it was story number 75. It's four episodes. They ran between the 28th of December, uh, 1974. So right after Christmas, yeah. uh, through the 18th of January, 1975, mm-hmm. this was the first, he appeared in the other episode, but this is the first full episode of Tom Baker. Right. Yeah. We're, you catch the generation at the beginning of this. That's right. And, uh, Sarah had already been around, but this yeah. is the introduction of, of Harry yeah, big and, Harry and, and, um, and then if, as you mentioned, uh, uh, the Brigadier is back, and this is the last time we're going to see him for a little while. Yep, he yep, um, comes back for terror of the Zygons, but yes. It's, which it's, is not, but it's not like it's right a away. Way. Yeah, it's a season away. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like they were kind of saying, hey, peace out. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah this is the end of the Brigadier year. For a little bit. So let's hear a clip from and Robots. This, this clip which... is my favorite joke. And I'm document. glad it's your favorite joke and I'm going to have to load it again, so just mm. vamp, vamp. <laughs> oh, man. there. It I comes. love this joke. It is coming any in second now. The blazes were you thinking of, Mr. Benton? You should never have let them go. Well, maybe you could have stopped them, sir, but I couldn't. As the young lady pointed out, they're not really under our jurisdiction. Excuse me, sir, but you did get permission to raid Think Tank? No, Mr. Benton, I did not. Then you must act without it. I know what they're up to. I worked it all out while I was having my little nap. It's all tied up with the information stolen from that poor fellow Chambers. He must have been the guardian of some kind of ultimate threat. I don't know exactly what it is. Just the kind of thing it has to be. Well, am I right? A few months ago, the superpowers, Russia, America and China, decided upon a plan to ensure peace. All three powers have hidden atomic missile sites. All three agreed to give details of those sites, plus full operation instructions, to another neutral country. In the event of trouble, that country could publish everyone's secrets and so cool things down. Well, naturally enough, the only country that could be trusted with such a role was Great Britain. Well, naturally. I mean, the rest were all foreigners. Well, exactly.
1: <laughs> That's my favorite joke. No, I do like perfect that Perfect Tom Baker. The rest were all foreigners.
0: By the way, I was wrong. I didn't see uh, John Perry. not seen we, Planet of the Spiders, no. I saw Monster of Peladon, but I still mm. need to see Planet of the Spiders. Okay. No, you've seen The Curse of Peladon. You haven't even seen Monster of Peladon. You have seen The
1: Time Warrior. That's the only uh, oh episode gosh. from that
0: season you've seen, so you're okay. You Never were wrong mind. on I, every I, level. I, I, thought, I thought I was going to let it progress, go. Yeah.
1: I was going to. I was going to leave it to Paul to tell you that you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the fans have a role here. Oh Somebody's
0: got to be the bad guy. All right, but let me yes, try to me try recap the, thing. The lot generation. lots of fun stuff going on. Uh, yep. We have yep. the fourth Doctor coming in, guns ablazing. This reminded <laughs> me actually a lot of the of uh, a very very much of. The first David Tennant episode we've talked about before about the regeneration episode or the first episode after regeneration it can go a bunch of different ways. And you had even remarked that sometimes they'll film them later, like they'll let them kind yeah. of uh, film other episodes where the assumption is the doctor's already kind of found his sea legs and is going, and that this sort of not origin story, but just there are. That, well there but there are things that the doctor finds in this episode that then stick through throughout like you know what he's wearing and and there's just things yeah. like that yeah. um i thought he really came in here i mean i just think this is a really impressive performance Right. and just to come <laughs> in and be like and john per i Per, we might even be my favorite uh, of the of the old doctors and this is just so impressive that he just comes in and you're like yeah well i'm here now and this yeah. is how this goes and it's so it's so fully formed in this first episode. I mean, again, yeah. maybe it wasn't the first one he filmed, but um, well, he was, was yeah. and, and, and notoriously so.
1: Um, he had done a couple of films. Uh, he was he was in the Golden Voyage of Sinbad as like a wizard or something like that. That was the movie that he was was playing when he was cast. The producer went and saw it and was like, okay, yeah, I think he got his agent or something. When he got the job, he was actually a construction worker. He was working at buildings. It was not like he was mm-hmm. a huge actor. And he he got the job uh, and uh, couldn't tell anybody. He had to keep working at the building because they couldn't announce it until wow. it, was, it was official or whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, this, and and Pertwee was the like uh, Trouton Hartnell and Trouton were big, but then Pertwee kind of was the doctor for five years and was really big. Everybody, he was the doctor. He's like so the and so yeah, to come in to be a nobody basically and come in out of nowhere and do this is really amazing.
0: It's really amazing. So so he but so he has just regenerated. So he comes in, he's he's uh, when they come out of the regeneration they're kind of sick kind of they're yeah. they're little, um, getting consciousness. Woody. You know, the,
1: you know how you are after your shell cells all reshuffle. Yeah, we, we yeah, all get that way. Yeah. I mean, now ahead, the don't.
0: brigadier has been through this once before, yeah. so he kind of says, "Okay, yeah, uh, here we go again with this." And let me—I'll try to uh, handle this. And he asks Lieutenant Harry Sullivan to, mm-hmm. um, who I guess is sort of the the medic on uh, for Eunuch, mm-hmm. um, to watch him and take care of him. Meanwhile, um, there's some other there's some things afoot at unit as, the, as there always are. Um, and the doctor wants to be involved and they try to kind of stop him from doing so. Um, but the doctor, though he is not really fully himself, um, basically he ties up Harry at one point to get out and go like, get on the case, you know, uh, or, or whatever. Um, and what they're looking into is there's a think tank, um or or it's the National Institute for Advanced Scientific Research. It says Brookings. But they, it's basically the Brookings Institute. They just call it a think, <laughs> think tank. It's like a government-funded institution. Um. So and units, basically, hearing like something's g- going on over there. They're trying to look into it. Um. And. Uh we find out this uh by the way, a great great actor here, the director Hilda winters, yes Patricia uh, is, maynard yeah uh she 's great as this just very buttoned up uh director of this research institute you no know, what 's happening is they've developed this prototype robot k one we were <laughs> referring to um off the podcast that uh, this is the precursor to k nine clearly they went through seven others. Um, to get to K nine, but this is K one. It's a big. This is a thick robot, John. Yeah, this is yeah. a this is a big boy. Um, I mean, it's an
1: it's an impressive costume for yeah. uh, for Doctor Who. I mean, you know, if you, you, if someone was like, "Hey, we're gonna have a robot," you'd be like, "Well, this is gonna be some cardboard boxes, <laughs>
0: like some it's a cool you know, robot car
1: speedometers." It's very large. <laughs> <laughs> large gentleman inside it yes michael kinda... gareff who played uh he was the um the the lead cyberman in tomb of the Cybermen. he's the okay. giant the giant
0: Cyberman. so yeah it, he's, it's he's just around. really funny because the robot kind of jiggles as it walks yeah yeah because it was cool but anyway it, it, so they've made this robot and uh as they start to uncover it they they're worried this robot's very powerful um of course it and the lethbridge stewart has a great line where it's like i wish we could have a robot that was was penetrable by bullets that (laughs) would be great if once in a while i'd like to meet a man who isn't immune to bullets (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's made of this metal that it's like impenetrable to bullets but they're they're reassured by the think tank folks of like no no look this robot cannot harm um anyone because that's against its prime directive you know we're going back to asimov's robot rules here and it, it can't hurt anyone it literally won't um and uh Sarah, by the way, is you, you what I'm impressed by this is the doctor really comes in and, and takes over the story too. But at the beginning, this might as well be the Sarah Jane Chronicles, yeah. and she's doing a great job. Like she's yeah. totally carrying it, and it's it's great. Like she really could have had a spin-off back then. It's almost surprising they didn't do it then, you know. Yeah, no, she's amazing. She's she, yeah. And so they, we we end up um finding out that uh Sarah also uncovers this sort of I guess cult. Uh, She talks about it as like a fringe group, scientific reform society. Yeah, and they believe in basically that there are, you know, there are a set of elite people who are very smart. They should really Mm -hmm. be in control Mm -hmm. of things. Um, It develops as all things do very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Um, they are. There is um, very unsubtle Nazi imagery uh, that SS looking. Yeah, pretty quickly, and they. are doing any number of plans, but what they're ending up trying to do is, as you've mentioned before, uh, Britain in the world of Doctor Who is always the center of all things nuclear for yeah. no real reason right. yeah. and um britain because they are kindly folk have been given the codes of the nuclear codes for all the other everybody. countries yeah right <laughs> um and then, so... and then somehow if 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 things get too bad
1: they're just gonna publish them so everybody can launch all the new nu- i, I did not quite yeah. understand
0: what the deterrent was
1: here <laughs> oh so, um it and they fair,
0: yeah. they did kill uh did they kill the cabinet minister? Or did they just said they yeah, were going yeah. to uh, the
1: robot? I think kills him right, and then and, or 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 bops to get him with the a codes. Little stop,
0: yeah, a little hand, um, and then gets the codes. And in the midst of this, so there's also a pr- very well cast crazy professor who actually originally built the robot. Yeah, um, I would was, like that hair. Who has great hair? <laughs> um, I mean, like. He, he has the kind of professor hair where it's like, oh, have you seen Einstein's hair? I'm about to top that. I'm about <laughs> yeah. to take that to I'm the like, next level. Hold my beer. Uh, so <laughs> he he's kind of goes back and forth. He's basically um, he thinks that humanity is uh, ruining Earth. Not not yeah. wrong. Correct. <laughs> not off on that. Um, and he it feels like he's at the end of it. he's sort of he's become a misanthrope. So he's sort of like. I've tried a bunch of different ways to try to help humanity from not destroying earth. And I think maybe now we just need to destroy humanity. We we kill everybody. That's Um, the, that's the problem. Yeah. So uh, the doctor's uh, kind of on top of this, he's working with, uh, with unit they go. And uh, there's a great moment too, where the robot is going to, I believe get, I think this is when they get the nuclear codes. um, And Stuart's like, we've got it surrounded. We have men like, like ankle to ankle surrounded here with guns pointed outward. We have air power above. There's no way. And he's like, "Eh, what about from below (laughs) the (laughs) robot immediately tunnels in and takes the nuclear codes from below. So it's (laughs) great. Um, They, uh, they develop a plan. Uh, The doctor and Harry go off and develop a plan to, uh, that I believe was the other gentleman from unit thought of saying like, couldn't we get sort of a virus, a a metallic virus,
1: great john levine performance yes in, yes in, yes and
0: he's been promoted in yes we find benton yeah um, the, uh, um a a yes a metallic virus to take down the robot they're off working on that in the meantime uh the brigadier says i gotta just shoot him with a disintegrator gun <laughs> and uh, when they shoot the robot with the disintegrator gun uh oh boy we got a huge robot yeah, and yeah, i yeah. cannot tell you the smile that came on my face when the when the robot began growing it was like uh, this story has everything. <laughs> this, this this is the this this Doctor Who story just has everything you'd want. Like yeah. now we have a marauding robot that is so like, they, and they do a really good job at it. Like of kind of green screening around to show it, and of course. Because it's Doctor Who, all things are happening again. The the center of the nuclear holocaust is about to happen in like a very small town outside of uh suburban you know, London. London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh so it is rampaging, but it's just kind of rampaging <laughs> through yeah. like, you know, some very low lying buildings. In
1: wonderfully uh Godzilla uh esque. Fa- right, I mean, it's it yeah. basically just rampaging through miniature uh, miniatures oh, and stepping on them. It picks up their so like, like <laughs> a doll, it's getting a little doll. up. Uh, it's great.
0: <laughs> and there's some um, back and forth with the the, the winters. Um, yeah. We mentioned before the 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 woman director of this, who kind of has sort of lured in the scientists to get the, both the robot and um, some other uh, to figure out the nuclear codes, and then she's kind of really the the mad uh, genius here um they're they've they fire off the nuclear codes we're about i think like three minutes away from this going off there's a um, lot of
1: dramatic countdowns like there's, there's like lots four of, dramatic
0: we <laughs> get down to two then it, <laughs> yeah. we get the countdown from 300 down to two the doctor stops things then it starts again um, but we do we are able to get the virus onto the robot by they throw on it like a can of paint yep, and then yep. it, it spreads so Last, and, last appearance um, of Bessie
1: until Battlefield. Yeah.
0: Now the robot becomes linked to Sarah, and they they explain this is that uh, Sarah is the only kind of human other than the professor who sort of been shown the robot kindness right she's the Faye ray right of, of, yes this, exactly and so at him. certain point, she lures the robot around but also at the end she's sort of sad about the robot dying yeah. Yeah. Um, even though the robot clearly killed some expendable unit uh fellows eh, those guys died uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um and and the doctor says now this is a big moment because it changes the course of doctor who because remember doctor who had been largely terrestrial right mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. for many years yeah he, he. um for the pertwee years he was just here with unit and things kept happening around suburban london and the doctor says like hey let's go on a trip in the tardis come on let's go and um harry comes by and basically says he he doesn't know that i actually that much about the doctor at this point and kind of is incredulous about what's happening and so that the doctor clearly respects Harry and wants him to along as a companion. It was also like, all right, you don't believe me then come mm-hmm, along. Let's, then. let's see. And so this begins the Sarah and Harry, a uh, few stories here, here. Yeah. And, um, and they, and they leave. So I definitely want to talk more about that of what a move this was of basically saying, no, the doctor's going to be like, tr- you know, he's back kicking around space now, Yeah, you know?
1: back in space.
0: Yeah. This is, um, uh,
1: I love this story. <laughs> this, is, this is uh I've certainly seen this one a lot, probably as much as Genesis of Alex, because it certainly came around a lot on PBS. This is by Terrence Dix, who was the script editor through the entire uh John Pertwee era, the Third Doctor era, and we've talked about him. Uh and I met him once, he's a great guy. He died. Not after, not because I met him, it was later. Uh <laughs> just, just to be clear, everybody. Um uh and he he had this uh he has this story that he's told people where um uh basically, you know, he was stepping down as script editor and he was going to become just a freelance writer again. So the new uh script editor was coming kind as of Robert Holmes, who uh, had been a writer for Dix or whatever. And Dix told him, he goes, Well, you know, it's a tradition at Doctor Who that you the outgoing script editor is hired to write the first story of the the new Doctor. And he's like, oh, OK. And it, it wasn't. It was a total lie. He's just like, well, I just wanted to get a. I needed a job. I want to make sure I had a job lined up for when I stopped. So he wrote it. And what's what's wonderful about this is it is it is a quintessential third doctor story unit and, you know, power mad, uh, you know, conspirators on Earth and, and you know, some sort of sci fi element or something like that. But with the fourth doctor, in it, who just kind of runs rampant through the whole thing, like in, in a way yeah. that totally is against sort of how the third doctor would have acted. So it's, it's wonderfully, uh, it plays with those conventions in, in great ways. Um, it's like, here's all the elements and it, written by the guy who wrote all the, fir- the third doctor stories or most of them. Um, but now let's put this entirely different character in it and see what happens. Um uh, and so, yeah, as you say, Tom Baker's an amazing performance. I, uh, I think Elizabeth Sladen is a great performance here as Sarah because she makes the robot work. Like her reactions to it, and you know, she has a clearly an emotional connection to it, and she's be compassionate to it or whatever. And it's like the fact that she acts as if this clearly plastic and tinfoil <laughs> like machine is real, uh, makes it work uh, as a character. So I, she's got a great performance. I think the robot is, is, is played well. Um, yeah, this is Harry's first story. So uh, Harry was, uh, or um, it's funny, actually, uh, Dr. Sullivan is mentioned in the last story, uh, the last Pertway story. We don't see him, but he's mentioned. So the character had been in their heads uh, and they weren't sure at the time if they were going to cast an older doctor like they were the, the thought was it might be another william hartnell aged to person and so they basically were like well we need another ian then like somebody's got to be able to do the the stunts and the action stuff so they cast um uh, uh, ian Martyr uh, as harry and that was he was supposed to be the action guy that was his role um uh, then they cast tom baker and they're like oh never mind and that's sort of why he gets written out after a season because uh, they didn't need him anymore, um, which is too bad. He's great. He actually ended up writing a bunch. So they, you know, they, I've talked about this before, they novelized the uh, the stories, a bunch of the stories, all the stories, uh, for Target as, uh, as the publisher. And uh, Ian Martyr wrote a bunch of them. Uh, and, and he died very young, uh, 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 in like the 80s or early 90s, um, uh, which is a shame. But um, uh, yeah, uh, also um, wonderful uh John Levine who plays Benton is great uh uh he's been in a bunch of the unit stories we'll see him through back to the third Dr. Sarah. um uh he is if you can see, seek out an interview with him or just look for a stuff of him he is he's kind of crazy <laughs> he's just <wondering>, he's not who <laughs> you like Benton is such like a uh down-home just basic bloke uh as the as the British would say <laughs> uh and uh John Levine is is uh as very strange <laughs> very nice very sweet guy but uh very odd uh worth, worth checking out some of the interviews with him um and uh and then yeah this is um uh as I wrote a note here. Well, oh, sorry. Special effects. Uh, special effects in this are amazing.
0: Yeah, they're great.
1: <laughs> so you have uh, my uh, the favorite and the most notorious, and unfortunately, it is part of the cliffhanger reprise, so they have to see it twice. Is the forced perspective shot of the toy tank uh, rolling up in front of the robot, so the robot well, comes out and threatening him, and there is a. It is a clearly a a child's toy. Tank being pushed in front of the camera, (laughs) like a
0: forced perspective shot. So, I actually, it's really funny. So, that I actually read that as (laughs) like that they were sending a remote control, almost like a drone, like not a full size (laughs) tank. I did not even read it as a full size tank. Like, that's not what. (laughs) Oh, it it is.
1: Yeah. No, it is a tiny little toy tank in a forced perspective shot. Uh, uh, which, hey, you know, a grand tradition, I I think is one of my favorite things uh, until you, uh, if you aren't looking for it, you don't Mm -hmm. notice it. But, uh, uh, it's one of my favorite little Easter eggs about um, the movie Casablanca is the scene at the end, the famous speech. that's like you know the problems of two messed up people in this world, don't amount to hill beans, whatever. The plane in the background is is a is it's a forced perspective shot. It's a tiny plane in the background, and they hired little people uh, to to be in the background, so it looks like there's a maintenance crew like going around, and it's actually a tiny plane and tiny people because uh, you know, it look good. That was cool. It's, very amazing. Um and then you also get they did um, so it was it was a blue screen at the time. Color separation overlay is what the BBC called it, CSO or 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 chroma key. Oh, sorry, chroma keys.
0: The chroma key. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um uh unfortunately they were like Oh, the silver robot keeps reflecting the blue. So that's why it keeps blinking out because it's it's mm-hmm. the silver is reflecting the blue, and then the blue is picked up by the computer or whatever. Uh, and so you lose the robot. Um, yeah, and my sort of summation of this story is um <clears throat> uh linking back to last uh last podcast. Je- it's it's the it's the line from uh, um uh from the anthony hopkins movie nixon genesis of the daleks is doctor who as we wish it was robot is who it is, <laughs> who is it?
0: <laughs> yeah this is like i i i to me this is like this has it all like this is and we've talked before about having an episode to have a feel of like well would you show this to someone to say like well do you want to see doctor who's like this is doctor who like yeah. And and uh, yeah, there's some silly things, but I feel like this is a great thing to show someone. Like, if you like this, then you like Doctor Who. Like, it's really fun. Um, we get the Brigadier. I I like it because it's a mix of getting the Brigadier and and unit, but then also getting uh Sarah and and Tom Baker um and Harry, and then um it it's not otherworldly. I mean, it's the robot, but just. Again, when that robot grew at the end, I was like, ah, this is everything. This is everything I've wanted all in one. It's just so fun. Like, it, I, to me, like, I didn't watch this when I was a kid, but this to me made me like had like a childlike reaction to it of yeah. like, oh, yeah. yes, this, like, I could watch this you know over and over again so um yeah yeah and this
1: is definitely like i said this is this season is one i've seen over and over again because it is it is when they were you know back in the day when they're showing on pbs or whatever they would often loop back to the beginning of baker or early or whatever um so yeah i saw this one a lot and it was yeah it's just always it's a great one um and it's also very funny i mean again tom baker it's just the humor in it is very funny including that favorite joke that of of my uh, of mine but there's several other ones this one is a great one where um I, I would have used this, but you can't, obviously you can't see it on the podcast, which is you got to fix that. Why mm, can't people I, see I work this on it. I'm working on it. Um, uh, but, uh, uh, they're all like waiting outside the bunker, which is just, which I also love the bunker. It's just a door. Someone just put a door in a field. <laughs> it's not even anything behind <laughs> yeah, it. It's yeah. just a little door, yeah. cardboard door. Um, but, uh, uh, it's it's the doctor Brigadier and Benton and uh, uh, the radio crackles and Tom Baker puts his hand over Benton's mouth. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like me, Doctor. <laughs> anyway, just funny all around.
0: Theme, walka, theme, theme, walka, theme, walka, theme, 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 theme,
1: theme, theme,
0: Oh man, Soul Train! I haven't seen Soul Train in a while. Yeah, because it's not on anymore. Is that why?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've been flipping through channels, just endlessly flipping, trying to you find know, it. That's, I, that's I got. The by the way,
0: I think we might have canceled cable. I can't even flip through channels anymore. So that's another problem. So unless no, there's a no. Soul Train app, <laughs> that's yeah. what I would need now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the sad part is that's a great joke, but. Paul's not going to get it. I don't think, no, I don't Paul, think Paul's seen Soul okay. Train.
0: Paul, Wikipedia Soul Train. Uh, go to YouTube. Watch some clips. This is a yeah. big part of... So on Saturdays, maybe Saturday John morning. would watch Doctor mm-hmm. Who, but Sunday morning, <laughs> to me, was Soul Train.
1: Um, that would come on. At like uh, 7 a.m.,
0: right? It was on a very early... Yeah. And why did you watch it? Because it was on. There was nothing yeah, else There's There was nothing TV. else. There was only no, like two hundred. It was that or hee-haw. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> um, this has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about, which are themes... <laughs> Themes are, uh, you know, just things that happen more than once in different parts of popular culture or Doctor Who, and we talk about them. Uh, now I proposed to John that the theme linking these two episodes was that they were both very hard uh, in terms of Google and SEO mm-hmm. because when you search mm-hmm. for robot Doctor Who, you just get a bunch of robots. You don't get this episode, and if you search for the next Doctor Who, well, this is a very hot topic right yeah, now. Especially right now, so you yeah, get a yeah. bunch of you know news and speculation from the blogosphere. Yeah, yeah. But in that pointless. blogosphere,
1: they're, they're, people. They're not going to name a new doctor until they mm. name a new showrunner showrunner first okay. and then doctor so stop and speculating stop
0: speculating just on the new sit, doctor just
1: sit <laughs> quietly at home with your hands folded in front of you and wait now how's is is your
0: campaign for to become the next showrunner going you
1: know uh, you know it's not going well because i don't Use uh Twitter, mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. I I have been trying to tell. I've been telling Mike,
0: mm-hmm. and okay. he has okay. no connections <laughs> Really leaning on your husband. <laughs> yes. that's, I'm that's like, a...
1: hey, hey, what did you do today? And he's like, I I don't I don't it's know like, anyone. I don't
0: I'm not affiliated with Drew in any way. <laughs> I don't like, know how you're yeah. under the misapprehension that I am.
1: And you know, and I'm having, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fating him. I'm having you know big parties and and you know trying to get in with him. And he's just it's he's I can't I can't do anything. I made an <laughs> apple cake tonight. I made an apple cake and and there it is so yeah. well, just i keep um, buttering him up you know i think you gotta, like, that's right. just push through yeah uh, all right but well if we're going to continue this podcast uh <laughs> yeah so but
0: you said not google you said the theme would be actually well, feminism yeah had um, some, um, uh,
1: let's all right yeah. let's just solve women's problems now we okay. solve racism remember earlier we mentioned solve we solved the, that's So done. let's get Good. the women thing out of the way all right, right. women get it together Okay. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's rank these episodes. <laughs> oh, okay. Whoa. <Yep>. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, these, these are, is these are both episodes with strong female antagonists and um, mm. reminding oh, yes. us that women can be evil too. And mm. I think that's, I think it's important. Uh, no, it's interesting. You have two, obviously, uh, uh Dr. Who, very male dominated in terms of writing. There, there were not many women writers or directors on Dr. Who. They've gotten better about it in the new series, but still pretty male dominated and sci-fi pretty male dominated. I right. guess. Um, and uh, yeah, and and not even too many. So we've had uh, we've had Lady Adrasta from Creature from the Pit. She's a she's a she's a bad bad guy, um, notoriously. Uh, I'm not sure when we'll get to Colony in Space, but there's a third Doctor episode where uh, they actually uh, had cast a woman as the lead baddie, uh, and then they were uh, the BBC was like, no, no, that's that's women, evil women in like boots are are too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that, and so they had to cast a man instead. Um, but is I mean, you know, you definitely see it. Uh, well, it, both episodes, so um, um I just, what your, would be
0: the result of the being too sexy? It was like, oh, and then some of the heterosexual men would start rooting for the bad guys, <laughs> <laughs> was, and
1: then and then again, then in the streets, burning cars, everything leads to tipping cars oh, over, man. Them. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's not right, it's like weird. Or is or people are gonna be like, oh, that's kinky that she's wearing boots. I, be, I I could be fixating on the boot thing I could, <laughs> that could not be essential <laughs> um uh yeah um uh but uh, so you get um you get to, the the lady in red there uh in the old uh Cyberman story, whatever her name is uh, uh i don't i don't
0: mercy like, I don't hardigan
1: gender. yeah miss hardigan uh look people i don't see gender uh because I'm only interested in one, so the other is entirely relevant uh kidding kidding um, kidding her motivation is, is somewhat gendered, right? She, she's, uh she's ignored by the men or something like that. Isn't that sort of, I mean, it's implied she's a prostitute, right? I mean, or yes. even roughly stated. Yeah. It's implied she's a prostitute, uh, that treated badly by men. And then she has, and then, uh, and then, um, uh, Miss Winters, uh, oh, and, and Sarah Jane too. So, so Sarah Jane was introduced as sort of the feminist character, right? The women's lib, uh, stuff comes up quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But again, written by men, right? Men writing, uh, writing for these characters. Um, Sarah Jane gets, uh, you know, she gets to be a pretty cool character, but she still screams a lot uh, and stuff and like that. And they still
0: make her like run around in huge high platform clogs and yeah, stuff like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, She has to do, she has to climb over a couple of fences in a very nice flowered dress uh, in this one. Um, uh, and then, yeah, you get Miss Winters, who's very like um, a very severe uh, uh, almost asexual <laughs> character, right? I mean, there's nothing particularly feminine about uh, about her, uh, and I think that's an outrage. Um, she <laughs> should have a fancy, she should have pink dress and bows in her hair, and then be annihilating the world with She's
0: weapons. great. Um, so yeah, this character is uh, Hilda Winters. Yeah, Hilda um, Winters, <laughs> and I thought she she's great because all she's she's playing a couple of different layers of this character. She's playing this very like scientist at the beginning uh, who's just sort of like why are you snooping around my you know m- our our uh, think tank and then later she sort of slowly unfolds as this yeah like evil kind of nazi genius um i just thought that actress did such a great she's very job. good um, um, and
1: there's a wonderful moment uh, where um, uh, they do play with the idea of uh, of of, Liz, of Sarah Sarah Jane Smith, of course, being the ultra feminist, and then uh, they go to the they first go to the think tank, and she introduces herself to the man and says oh yes, hello right. dr winters and uh because as a journalist she didn't research her first name uh <laughs> <laughs> uh or she yeah she doesn't say name she says director and then uh and then uh, winters is like oh i didn't expect male chauvinism in someone like you and then sort of wrong puts her and stuff like that um but yeah it is uh, dr., I mean, again i don't know i don't know if if uh the next doctor is trying to make a point about women or or you know and, well, and something or I, not but uh, yeah it's interesting
0: i think the thing with uh representation like this is uh they're uh, you know when they like you said they don't have if they at this point didn't have women in, in many parts at all then they'd be they're low to include them as uh, the villain because then it would be like oh so you're only making women the villain is that what it is yeah and so, the, of course, the answer to all this is, like, why don't you just cast more women generally? Yeah. And then it won't be each woman that you cast is some, which I'm sure is also the case with the doctors, that it's like, okay, you just had a female doctor. Um, if you don't want to put so much pressure on each uh, doctor of, a, you know, representing uh, a, a gender, race, uh, sexuality, then it's like, then don't make just one, make several right. of them. Um, so then there's not so much you 're not saying something quote unquote about here's how women doctors like no that's just how Jody Whitaker was the doctor right. that's not how all women are doctors you know? um but <laughs> what is,
1: what is, it is weird like right? it becomes then it becomes a thing of like well wait do I have to acknowledge that this is a woman bad guy or this is and, and um we'll, we'll get to this but um maybe I don't know maybe maybe this podcast ends after this episode but if we if we get there we'll talk about this I mean they don't it's interesting I, I actually think they don't they 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 work so hard in the Jodie Whittaker stories to not acknowledge the gender, because mm. to be like, look, she's a doctor just like everybody else. She's just like, it. and they keep kicking her in the balls. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's <laughs> <laughs> like she's a doctor just like everybody else. Uh, and I think they lose some really interesting potential stories, which are like, yeah, but okay, what would it be like for a woman to go back to like the 18th century and be the smartest person in the room, but be treated like, you know, like they treated women um, would be a really interesting story. And they kind of ignore that. Um, and uh, I, I mean, you know, it, it, at least with the next doctor, it is kind of interesting that it's like, okay, yeah, her motivation is that women are treated like crap, uh, well, which is good. But uh, yeah,
0: <clears throat> that's also why um a a real mistake, I would say, I I think that's changing more over the past last few years, but I'd say a real mistake in terms of representation that was made 10, 15 years ago was again, and all of it's better than just being, let's not hire any women. Yay. Call it (laughs) a day. Pour some scotch for all the men. Um, Is that you put, um, if you can put more women in charge of directing and, Mm. and show running, I think that would actually be the bigger move here. So let's have, uh, a female showrunner of Dr. No. Be because then you you don't just see, yes, fine, maybe that means women in certain parts and whatever, but you're just seeing fundamentally um different way of telling the whole story. And like I think you definitely have seen that in movies and um and, and TV writ large over the past few years. And it's funny because a lot now it is getting to the point, it's not to this point, but it is getting to the point where. That's so much more widespread to have female directed movies and stuff like that, that it isn't just, oh, it's, you know, it's wonder the the movie is Wonder Woman. So it's a Mm -hmm. it's a female director for Wonder Woman, which which was very good, by the way. But it's also just like it's just some movie, but it's a female director in it. And you come out of the movie and then you can kind of look back and see like, oh, yeah. There was there was something about it that just felt different than that same type of movie than I've seen in the past. Just because yeah. it's a different viewpoint and perspective telling the story. So I think that yeah. would be great if there was more of the move to have a female showrunner. I think that would be kind of a which cool is
1: yeah, I think move. that'd be great. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it is like uh, so. We just interestingly, and this is not planned, people. Because- what. None of this podcast is planned (laughs) Definitely not (laughs) Uh, Last night, Mike and I watched Gunpowder Milkshake On um, Netflix Which is a new action movie with Karen Gillian Who is about to become a companion Um, And uh, it has um, uh, Michelle Yeoh I think is how you say her name And Uh uh, um, Angela Bassett uh, oh, that's a and, lot of good um, people. What is this on? It's a, it's on Netflix and it's like a, I thought, I kept looking up. I was like, it, it looks like a comic book, but it's not, but it's like about women assassins. um, And, uh, and it's just one of those mayhem movies. Like yeah, at, yeah. One point, at one point, Mike goes, is this just a Quentin Tarantino movie? And I'm like, I don't think so. Uh, and, you know, it also has by the way a digression i am so over the perfectly choreographed fight scenes
0: stop like, <laughs> right.
1: start with the whole on um, the slow motion and like every move is perfect like stop it just go back to indiana jones where a, you know where a giant ball rolls down a hill
0: <laughs> people <laughs> child <laughs> um, labor and yeah. just more <laughs> and child labor
1: ball um that's all you needed in my day you didn't need this fancy choreograph- choreography anyway um but it, that's another interesting thing, right it's supposed to It is all the all the characters are are women all the the heroes are women and they're fighting the men Um, but it's sort of like it was odd in sort of a way of like look they can be just exactly like the men (laughs) <laughs> right right uh, right <laughs> it's like well maybe actually it might be better i mean sure their math and spatial relationships aren't as great but they have other strengths <laughs>
0: well let me look this up let's see if the director was a woman yeah and it was not
1: yeah see there you go no no womenly perspective just just yeah. uh,
0: people with boobs uh shooting people i would i would say not uh, boobs to me a good example of this was um uh if you watch the star trek i'm sorry the Star Wars show, mm-hmm. uh, The Mandalorian. Oh, um, right. They had a bunch of different directors. So, John Fever was sort of the showrunner, but uh, they got really good directors too, like uh, Taika Watiti. And, and um, they got um, several uh, female directors. In fact, maybe most of the episodes. All I can say is those episodes, again, because this was a very, the Mandalorian was written as almost like a Western. So it's like there's mm-hmm. action parts mm-hmm. of it, but it's they're very Western things. And um, I had to like almost all the episodes that were directed, the, the female directors just had like a different feel to them in a great way. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I. Uh, so another recommend for me, the very famous and popular show, The Mandalorian. <laughs> check it out. That's another deep cut yeah. that you might want to check out.
1: I mean, I guess, and I'm assuming the women directed episodes had more rainbows and like mm-hmm. stickers yeah. on. <laughs> 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 Folks, that All was a joke. Right. I'm not a. I'm not anti woman. Well, mm. actually, well, actually, by definition, I am. <laughs> <but you're laughs> as a, as a gay man, sure. A
0: gay man. I don't mm-hmm. dislike women. I can't help Actively. but think, uh, you being a gay man, that women do take that as sort of uh, as a diss. <laughs> that's kind of a diss to them. <laughs> no, no, we're safe.
1: That. I mean, I mean, look, look. as I have explained to uh, many a, a, a jealous straight man, I have seen so many women topless and they, they just love it because they're just like, look, you don't care about this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested in any way. <laughs> It seems to be very liberating for them. So good for you. Uh, but uh, please, gay men are, are sick of it. Uh, we just we don't need to see it.
0: And that's I'm our sure weekly uh, message to all women. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So hopefully
1: when one day a woman listens to this <laughs> in 20 years.
0: Well, listen, uh, if they would, they would know that we there are 295 yeah. Doctor Who stories and we've yeah. already ranked 86 of them. Yeah, this is amazing. And this is awesome. So we're we're going for for 88 now. We're going to mm-hmm. we're going to rank two more. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I'll go first. Uh, the next doctor I was mentioning to you, this was a hard one for me to rank because I really enjoyed the episode, but it wasn't, uh, it obviously doesn't fit into the larger canon, which it doesn't have to. But uh, it, which it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to you know? <laughs> but uh, it was just kind of an interesting episode. It was a little different. I did rank it more towards the higher end of things, um, but uh, I ranked it number 25. So I Ooh. ranked it above the Stolen Earth Journey's End. Um and behind the hand of fear, Eldred must live. Yeah, and Muslim. uh yeah. and up there. But kind of um I did rank it above turn left, so mm, you know, mm, uh, mm. deal with that. So stick it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sorry, folks. For those who don't
1: know Paul, which I guess would be most of you, uh um uh, Paul was unhappy about uh how we treated it turn left. I like it. But like you know it. what? You know what? We've got another podcast tweeting about us, so you
0: know. So I can't I can't explain the, my, the, the next actor other other than like, I just really, I think it was just the performance of those two leads. I really liked how they got along. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded if he ended up being a companion. um So maybe he should go on the list too. But uh, I just, I really liked him. I liked the individual story and I just thought it was mm-hmm. well told. Mm-hmm. But the big news, John, Ooh. is coming from yeah. the second one. I'm going to go ahead and make this my number one episode uh, of Doctor Who. That is exciting. Folks. Folks that the creatively titled robot, robot.
1: <laughs> they were like, What do we call this one? <laughs> I don't know, it's got a robot in it. Yeah, I, I don't know. know.
0: Robot, <laughs> um, you know, as I as I lauded it while we were talking about it, it just has everything. It's just like, This is what more do you want? You have the brigadier walking around wanting to shoot guns more I mean, and more, brigadier-y. yeah. Um, yeah. it's just a very delightfully like old sci fi, like the effects are bad in a very endearing way. Um, Again, I already liked it. It was like would have been kind of high on my list. And honestly, when it turned into a brief Godzilla thing for sh- <laughs> for one episode, I was like, Oh, this is the best! This is great. <laughs> and then they threw a can of paint on it to stop it. Um, just really enjoyable. Like I From like Harry too. Yep. So you get a little bit of him. And as we already mentioned, Sarah Jane loved the villain, liked the old scientist. There was just nothing I didn't like about this. And I, I did think. And again, I, I say this. When I say you could show this to anyone and, and say, like, this is Doctor Who, I don't think that everyone would like it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. just think that, like, if you did like it, you'd be like, oh, great, then there's plenty more for you. The other yeah, thing I right. thought about, and I definitely ranked it, pr- you know, lower than it should have been back when we watched it, but, like man, what a great beginning to the season where you get this and then Ark in Space. Like, right? yeah. wow, like that yeah. would be great. Like if Season you 12 were... is legendary. This is a
1: legendary season because you also Genesis of the Alexes in this season as well. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So they're just crushing it, nailing it. So not that's my new
0: that. number one. It's not, the f- wow. it's not the first time that I've ranked uh, an old episode mm-hmm. as number one. But uh, yeah, currently I have uh, an old episode as a number one. That, on that warms the cockles of my heart. Um, it may this was the first time watching this that it was like i felt like i like i said like a kid of like oh it's this again like and and it just was bringing back like oh the brigadier oh like i was very mm-hmm. happy to mm-hmm. see all these mm-hmm. things so i think if i had watched it right away i don't know if it would have been number 1 on my list but having yeah. watched some more of the wider canon of it i was like it felt very warm and like homey to me. You know, I could yeah. really imagine watching this 100%. on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You are correct. I'm I'm actually a little
1: jealous that you've actually ranked it someone higher than I have. But uh, um, uh yeah. So next Doctor, um, we're 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 in agreement this week generally. Um, next Doctor, solid Doctor Who. Um, uh, but not but unremarkable. Um, uh, again, David Morrissey's performance I think lifts it up quite a bit. Uh, because he's a cool character and stuff. I I I I enjoyed watching it, but I'm just like. Is this all that happens? <laughs> I, guess, I guess this is it. I know, now they're going to go get the thing. And now oh, there's Temple of Doom. Oh, good. There's a cute child. Um, <laughs> That's what I say when my car is usually going over them too. I'm like, ah, oh, no, cute child. child. Uh, yeah, so it's in my it's in my solid
0: Banbury. Solid... We seem to have run over <laughs> a child.
1: <laughs> Would you go get get the child scraper out of the trunk and put it <laughs> in the back? We'll return it. if you if it has a label, we'll return it. Um, right. So uh, yeah, it's in my unremarkable section of Doctor Who. Solid uh, uh, and quality, and nothing absolutely nothing wrong with it. But uh, uh, yeah, so I've got it number forty three. It's around Smith and Jones, which again, solid. Good yep. Doctor Who, um, uh, Terra, uh, Rise of the Cybermen, uh, uh not, not knocking my socks off, uh, socks still firmly on, uh, <laughs> but still good. Um, and robot, yeah, robots, up in my, uh, robots, uh, um, I kind of almost wanted to put it in my top 10, but I didn't quite make it. But it's at number 12, uh, just below Science of the Library, Force of the Dead, which is, which is. Uh, again funny because it'd be sort of like well in many ways it, is, it does have a lot of interesting ideas but just make no sense again the the british have all the nuclear codes <laughs> <laughs> the China-
0: right, right i'm kind of giving it points for some of those like
1: ah, so <laughs> yeah. like this
0: doesn't make any sense but and sure, i love
1: the the whole beginning of it is about getting that disintegrator gun which could punch uh, at one point the doctor's line is it could punch a hole in the surface of the moon uh <laughs> and then all they do is use it to get into a safe. And then you really <laughs> then you're just like that's eh, nah, fine. On to the next thing. Uh but yeah, uh number twelve, it's it's and yeah, as you say, it's it's classic, what's classic Baker, the brigadier, Sarah Harris. It's just it's all of the elements that make this season so wonderful. Um, just kicking off. And it is it's it's really funny. It reminds me, you know, as I like going through this, I just like it reminds me of uh what i think makes doctor who uh, unique which is it it does not take itself too seriously it does i mean you right. know there there is sort of an element of like if we were, if we're going to be like super serious and everything is, you know, whatever, uh, then yeah, we probably can't have the giant CS uh, chroma key <laughs> robot stepping on houses with a with a Sarah Jane the doll. Uh, the thing that gets me every time is the doll. It's the Sarah Jane doll with the little legs, the legs that <laughs> dangle. Yeah, I
0: love <laughs> it. I on. love it.
1: Uh, it's great. Um. So yeah, I no, love this story. Uh, one of the classics.
0: That's right. when Doctor Who is good like this in this era. So I I'm, I am didn't watch Doctor Who, but I did watch like Mystery Science Theater and I would yeah. watch like that era of sci-fi. And so I like, uh well, our, our mutual friend Harris and I referred to as like, we like a good bad sci-fi movie can be really good. This reminds me of like watching a Mystery Science Theater movie, but the funny stuff is already in the movie too. <laughs> like you have Tom <laughs> Baker and Letharge <laughs> Stewart. And like, and so it's, it's, a, it's a nice mix because like there's some, fun stuff that you can kind of laugh at and eat popcorn and, and watch, but then the story itself is also fun and, and funny. Yeah. So, well, if I go into the old supercomputer here, uh, John robot is shooting to the top. Yes. Yeah, number go. two. Nice. Oh, that uh, makes tied me so with silence in the library and forest of the dead and just below inferno. Um, and then the next doctor, um, yeah, kind of middle of the, well, well I guess a little higher in the middle of the pack 32 <laughs> out of 86 and it is tied with the macro terror and the unicorn and the wasp, the Agatha right. Christie, uh, a remake. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, so yeah, big, big doings, big goings yeah, on, right? Here. The,
1: people are, uh, the, the reporters are rushing. If they weren't covering the Emmys right now, they'd be <laughs> rushing <laughs> to report on the new Porter's new number one, big time.
0: Well, uh, look. You can go to Show. You can see the ranking. You can go and order the ranking just to see just to see mine or just to see John's. Yeah. Um, you can if you don't do like that. One is is These, you can like one of us, particularly. These all things are possible now. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a wider world. Science. Um, you can see the watch order if you want to watch along with us or, or catch back up with us. If you're new to the show, please. Uh, you can go back through. You can listen to old, all the old episodes. They're all and there. Don't get for too YouTube
1: far today. ahead because I'm thinking of making some changes things i i sometimes wake up in and i just like sh- shoot awake screaming and right right like, right ah, i should put oxygen with the
0: uh the sun
1: makers and then yep. i fall back asleep and then mike's like don't get right 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 yes, right just be true. ready people <laughs> it's gonna but happen.
0: you could go back and watch the ones we've already watched because that's send stone you can't so change that change. yeah
1: i mean until obviously till we we remaster these
0: uh, right and i I changed my curse of (laughs) fenwick ranking we we do a couple things here (laughs) tweets Uh, but please go there also definitely subscribe to the show if you haven't already we'd really appreciate that if you want to go ahead and rate it on itunes or or um other things like that we would love all five stars please tell people about Mm us we uh let me let me make this clear to you or, you know, this isn't the the Joe Rogan show. No, this isn't uh, all things are considered. Yeah. You know, we're not one of these shows. We don't have a big media machine behind us. The mainstream media. Yeah. Podcast media. They yeah. don't they don't talk about us. They yeah. don't want you to listen to us. she's basically okay? silencing us. They're basically silencing us. Right. I mean, listening we, to, to No Not, not the Mind Probe it. is an act of revolution. Yes, a- absolutely. And And so could you ask other people to do it
1: too? (laughs) (laughs) guys, would you be in a revolution with us?
0: Come on. (laughs) So yeah, tell friends about it. If you like the show, we'd love uh, to, to have more people uh, uh, listen. And and And, if uh, married to who
1: uh, just finished. Um, like uh, they just got to the latest episode, uh, and, and then, uh, oh, they so all killed like themselves. No, it's dark. No, I <laughs> oh, it's like a cult. <laughs> it's dark. Oh, This is dark. Ending. I was not, no. Uh, I'm, I'm, they're all fine, folks. Okay, fine. okay. But, okay. uh, hopefully people who are, who've got a little, a little hole in their podcast schedule are, mm-hmm. are, are coming, rafting over here. So, um, is that what Mary to Who content. did? They, they
0: kind of caught up and they said, Well, we're going to take a hiatus until the new episodes come out. Well,
1: I think the, so there, remember, Mary with Who has like 12 spin offs. <laughs> that's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> so I believe the, I believe the brothers are still, are still watching away. I believe uh, the way
0: they've set this up, they have a blind trust. So, after yeah. they all pass away, <laughs> no, there will just continue yeah. to be podcasts that happen for, <laughs> yeah, for years exactly uh, yeah. with different mm-hmm. combinations of folks. Um yes, uh definitely listen to uh uh Married to Who as well. Um and uh, if you would like to reach out to us, you can write us at John at mindprobe.show well, or do my weekly Porter chicken at mindprobe.show. Uh, i I definitely have not received mail. I, I can open the thing and look. No, I, I, mean, I, I don't have now, anything okay. here there's so, so much porn inbox. You know, I mean this is your opportunity, folks. If you write something to Porter at mindprobe show, I'll read it. I mean, even if it says like Porter is a big dumbhead. Like, if my my child might write something like that, you? <laughs> um, and then yeah, I've uh, not received any mail. As yeah. always, we would all also check in our, our, we do have one fan. His name is Paul. Mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there a Paul update? What, what's the latest name mm, Paul? Paul? Uh,
1: let's check in with Paul on the old WhatsApp here. Um, this will be entertaining for him. <laughs> 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 well, look, hey, you know. Uh, Let's see. Paul feels that um, uh, he didn't realize it had been two weeks since our last episode. So Paul is so on tenterhooks that he's only vaguely aware of when we come out. Love the comment. Uh, this is about the stolen earth. Uh, journey's in. love the comment that a Dalek had finally been listening to staff meeting and just shoots the doctor straight away to which I retorted wittily. Uh, yes, it's like the whole Austin Powers scene where Scott keeps saying they should shoot him and Dr. Evil is instead all like start the unnecessarily slow dipping device. Right. You know, like <laughs> I think. Uh, and then um, uh, uh, Paul says, after seeing Austin Powers, I don't think I could ever look at a baddie movie seriously again. And then we just talked about Austin Powers for like two weeks. Uh, no, just, wow. uh but anyway yeah so uh, yeah. Uh, so but Paul um, uh, we're glad he's sticking with us not happy about our turn left uh, reviews i think it was one of his favorite episodes um, Look, Paul, and, uh, which is a shame that he's wrong so Look, wrong paul we're so straight wrong.
0: shooters and we tell it like it is you're yeah. in america yeah. we're not afraid to you're america only...
1: Only... <laughs> 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 yeah. you're like france
0: and we're like australia and uh, and uh,
1: america and I, are we gonna go to war with france anyway <laughs> folks if we're at war with france by the time you hear this podcast um uh, stick it to france so. i guess i don't yeah. think so my money's <laughs> yeah. on no I,
0: I literally have money on it in vegas <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> no
1: uh,
0: well john we yeah. watch we we do this stuff uh every couple of weeks one of these episodes <laughs> yeah. comes out so what's coming up for the next one
1: what we got for the next one, folks? Uh, well, buckle, buckle, buckle your seatbelts because hmm. we got public transit in danger.
0: That is the linking what? theme
1: here. Uh, so first of all, we get a, a bus, uh, a bus accident.
0: Uh, that should just have been the
1: episode. It's just a very <laughs> minor bus accident,
0: <laughs> and then you just have to, you know, the, another bus has to come to get the people, and then they <laughs> yeah, just go on yeah.
1: like. <laughs> just like, oh my, they really foam these specials. And uh, yes, it's Planet of the Dead, uh, Planet of the Dead, uh, which is the, the next in the special series. This is an Easter themed episode in the hmm. sense that Easter is mentioned once, uh, and then next, and time- also right in the middle. They go, he has mother effing <laughs> me." Oh, and
0: then, like, Jesus comes down. there's lasers coming out of his eyes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah,
1: which is uh, highly accurate to what actually happened. <laughs> uh, and then we have paired it with, well, uh, uh, largely considered an all-time classic. It will offend me if you don't like uh, the story. Uh, this is uh, the great Fifth Doctor story. Uh, and Fifth Doctor, Tegan, Nyssa, and Concord as the companion, uh, oh, time cool, huh? flight, uh, time flight. Time flight. So, uh, uh, stay tuned. And, and as I warned uh, Porter before, uh, as he was getting ready to watch these, um, if you watch time flight and you don't understand what's happening, don't worry no one else did either <laughs>
0: <laughs> a classic that no one understands i'm excited yeah, right, yeah, i'm excited to check this out well john mm. i am looking forward to watching more unintelligible doctor who Okay. The soldiering the on. I, um, I appreciate appreciate you appreciate you yeah here's to the future here's mm-hmm. here's to that future episode here's the future or just score... Binders full of women will be listening to the <laughs> show funny. in the future. Uh,
1: the only way out, I feel you should, we should pour one out here for, hmm. uh, for the great Norm Macdonald. The heavy... Oh, God On us. Uh, so, uh, 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 our, he, when I started watching SNL, Saturday Night Live, it was Dennis Miller, but then it was Norm. I feel like I came into my being watching Norm. as
0: I loved him. I used to watch... Um, there was this one syndicated or maybe it was a late night uh, network show called Evening at the Improv where they would show um, stand-ups and young Norm MacDonald was on that. He did this great bit also on County Central's The A-List. Um, so they, they would have comics on doing just really their five minute chunk, not like a whole big right. special. And he did this great joke about a wiener that he wanted to have a dog that he could take like in a fight if it came down to it. So he <laughs> at wiener dogs because the worst thing he's like well first of all the only way a wiener dog can take you down you'd have to be lying down right, to begin <laughs> with he's like maybe if you like slept on the floor then you might wake up the next morning after the wiener dog worked on you all night You could get like one vein free yeah right. <laughs> so it was a really great show but I, yeah I lied about it he's him. greatest joke. show my
1: favorite of all time he's the greatest sound I like to ever uh, at at, uh, at number one in the college charts this week Better than Ezra. And number two, Ezra. (laughs) Best joke ever.
0: MindProbe dot show